Wait, are we not doing it in the episode, or is it that's how you're starting it? I we usually do the cheers, and then I introduce the episode. Like that's what brings us into the. Okay. Okay. That that's the way that I like to do it. If you have a suggestion of a better way that you want to do it, man, you're the you're the king. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a cheers. This is Thirsty Thursday. This is episode 42, the Jackie Robinson uh, episode. Not that we're going to talk about Jackie Robinson in any way, but here we go. Cheers down the hatch. Oh, God. Every time it feels like the first time I've ever drank. You just baby bottled that Glenlivet. You were just sucking on that like it was milk. It is thursday everybody and so you know it it is thirsty thursday here on underdogs it's our favorite day with with its complications september 3rd i am david patrick fleming he is jacob beeman full caveat i was not going to do thirsty thursday today because uh when we're done recording i have to go get dental surgery and so i was worried that as soon as i opened my mouth and made this man work on my mouth for an hour he was going to get hit with a wave of booze and just be curious as to why so much booze was coming out of my mouth at noon on a Thursday, but here we are. I don't think you actually have to worry about that, David, because they're going to have, this man's going to have a mask and probably a face shield on it. Like you can, you can keep drinking, I think, and he won't have any idea how drunk you are. I'm giving this man a thousand dollars to just pick away at one of my teeth. So he's going to deal with what I have. That's to right. That's that's what I think. I about can't it. believe I've managed to figure out a way for Glenn Livet to not be enjoyable. That was disgusting somehow. Like I love drinking Glenn Livet. I like drinking it straight. You know, I don't need the ice, but somehow just gulping it from the bottle, it it just ruins it. I don't like scotch at all. I don't like the peatiness. So oh, oh. I don't like sipping it. I don't like baby bottling it like you did. I like the, the sweeter aspects of a bourbon or a nice rye, but uh, not many scotches that I enjoy, I'll say that. Well, I think that Glenlivet would probably be one that you might enjoy because it's I don't find it very peaty at all. And I, I don't like, what I don't like in scotch is a smoky scotch. I can't handle it when it's like, I feel like I'm drinking a fire. I can't handle that at all. Yeah, I don't think I like that either. I'm not sure I can fully separate that from a peatiness or... Yeah, that's fair. Maybe and that also, is peat. Like, I, I, I don't know what peat is. Now, peat's like the moss. It's like the that earthy, that earthy kind of grassy, dirt mouth kind of. And it's always in like these expensive scotches. It's not. I'm not buying those anyway. Yeah. Okay. I want to start out with a little shout out here to Mike Brasso, who I said on the show yesterday need to learn to stand up to himself for Araldus Chapman throwing one hundred and one behind his head. What did Mike Brasso do? He stood up for himself in a far more interesting way by hitting two revenge bombs against the Yankees last night. It's really funny watching that game, too, because when they hit these bombs, all you can hear is the dugouts going crazy. You can hear the dugouts chirping each other. You can't really understand what they're saying, but I do like that quality of a good 2020 rivalry. Who is Mike Brasso, anyway? Where did he come from? I have no fucking idea. (laughs) I have no fucking idea. But that's like a classic Rays player. They got these guys who are just good, and I don't even know if he is actually that good or he just had a nice moment in his life. 
but they've got these guys I've never fucking heard of and they're just really good. Yep. Yeah, it's like I was saying with the relievers one episode too. I feel like each time like there's new guys that have never been there before. I don't know where they come from, how they have this pool of guys that keep coming. Yeah, they're a really interesting team and it and it makes me hate and love them all at the same time. Hate and love Kevin Cash. Just hate and love everything about them. If they weren't in our division, I'd probably think differently about them, but I, I do hate them. All right, so we are going to try a new segment here. Now, the name that we have given What's it, it called, David? Well, here's what we have. <laughs> We've called it... We had a couple ideas, and now we're going in with this, and you know, we really don't know if this is the right name either, so we might change it. We can do whatever we want. This is our show. No one tells us what to do. But for- I don't even remember what it was. I do. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's a bit lame, but here we go. The title of this segment today is called Promotions and Demotions. So what we're going to do is we are going to name two players from the night before, the game from the night before of the Blue Jays, who we would give a promotion to. And then two players we would give a demotion to. It's a simple setup, sort of like in hockey where they do the three stars or whatever the hell it is. I don't really know. I don't really watch hockey. But we're going to do our own version of that. So, Jacob, we will start with you. From last night's baseball game, give me two promotions. Yeah, okay. Well, when you texted me about this, you did not specify that it had to be a Blue Jays. So I don't have two Blue Jays to give promotions to. Or at least, I, I mean, I can rethink it probably pretty quickly and with the same amount of thought that went into the original <laughs> but uh you know what you do I'll you. start with you do you i'm gonna I'll stick start to with what i have and you do whatever you have because this can be because okay. we haven't figured this out yet we're gonna keep it organic and we're gonna let it find itself yeah because i'm watching the whole game here i don't just watch the blue jays and you know after last nice performance it's it's hard i would say to find two blue jays that i would like to promote so i'm gonna start with hunjin ryu he was obviously excellent um just 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 a star yesterday dealing with what he dealt with and not losing his cool not getting frustrated just seeing it happen say all right i'm going to deal with it i'm going to strike dudes out i'm and not going to i'm going to the, the fact that he had one earned run for that game yesterday is astounding and i feel like he's the only pitcher that i've seen on our staff that could do that and that could do it in a way that it's like he, he saw what happened. He saw what needed to be done. He's like, okay, I guess I, I'm just going to have to strike these guys out, and that's something I can do, so I'll just do that now. Whereas I feel like I feel like it would just be mayhem. Not mayhem, but with, with other pitchers, it's like it, 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 I feel like it's just going to be luck, whether, whether or not they get, get it done or not, rather than just like pure execution. So my number one star is going to, to Hunjin Ryu. Same for me, Hunjin Ryu, number one star. Guy's as cool as a cucumber, doesn't seem rattled at all. Seems like you can trust him and that he's a true ace. He's worth the money that he's being paid so far. He can stop the bleeding. He can uh, bridge a nice gap to use as little bullpen as uh, possible in 2020, You know where they take people out a little bit too early. But absolutely for me, Hunjin Ryu. Who's your number two? Number two promotion. I gave it. I gave it to Sixto Sanchez on the Marlins. Yeah, I knew you fucking would. I had to. I had you know, I had both of them going on my fantasy team last night. It felt really dangerous going in. As the game's cooking along, I'm being like, this is going about as well as it could. You know, the only thing that could be better is if 
Well, I don't even know. I, I couldn't decide if I wanted them neither to get a decision. I mean, it, it was just canceling each other out when they when when they got the decisions the way it the way it happened. Um, but Sanchez, you know, he's cool, man. He's real cool. I like I like that change up he throws. Um, he doesn't look like a rookie out there. Oh, I tell man, you that he's much. Super he's, confident. He was like staring people down. He was like doing a little flare after he was throwing his strikes. I liked him a lot. Hated facing him. Liked him a lot. But it looked like it. I don't know. Maybe the Blue Jays kind of know this guy, or it's just like. Uh, you know, the community that they're in. Like, the Blue Jays in general seem really chummy with the Marlins. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that, but particularly, like, I feel like they're kind of joking around with each other. Hernandez, I can't remember what he did. He did something, and he got out, and I feel like he's kind of, like, looking back, and Sanchez, they're laughing at each other a bit. Yeah, it's possible that they all know each other, but it's also, I think, they're both young teams, and I think younger players are different than older players i think the new generation of players is just a lot more chummy with each other and they're not um it's not like the old school days where it's like you have to hate everybody on the other team i I just think it's a different wave of players that are coming up yeah i don't know if i love it all of the time sometimes i'm like all right guys these are the enemies here yeah why am i madder than you (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Uh, my next player, and I thought about this, I was going to give it to Guriel, but then that base running error, I just like, no, you're not getting it from me, even though you're no. the only contributor uh, offensively, really. Uh, I'm going to give it to Anthony Bass to come back after you know, having, some, having some spotty performances late to come into a 2-1 game on the road, shut it down, get the win when the bats weren't really doing much. And obviously there were so many blunders mentally in that game last night. We don't really deserve that win, but he came and he sealed and he shut the door, sealed the door shut, I guess is what I was probably attempting to say. Uh, I'm going to give it to Anthony Bass. All right. Yeah. Demotions. Yeah. Well, hold on. I just want to say about Bass though, like I get, I get, I get giving it to him, but it was the, it was the eight, nine and one hitters hey, that he had to deal with. He didn't choose that. It's what was, he was faced <laughs> with and we've all... If you can uh, make some of the mistakes that were made on the base paths last night, you can certainly make a mistake with an 8-9-1 major league hitter. Wins a win. Saves a save. On to demotions. Give me your two yeah. players that you would demote after witnessing that game last night. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to start with the less obvious one. How about that? <laughs> and maybe, it, <laughs> maybe it'll still be obvious to you. It, I thought maybe it was a bit of a stretch, but then I was thinking back on it and I'm like, no, no, he deserves it. It's going to be Travis Shaw for me. <laughs> uh, the dude's 0 for 4. Um, not actually, he was, he was, he, he was 1 for 4. Um, but that, that bullshit bloop double that he got. Mm, that's um, not an error. That's not an error. What do you mean that's not an error? Well, it's not an error. It literally wasn't an error. And, you know, when you're, like, kind of diving for the ball, there's fair, uh, fair amount of error that can happen. I don't mean actual error, but human error that can... Uh, I think as soon as you slide and dive, it's not an error. Well, I thought it was, it was kind of a trash double. It was a trash double, think. no doubt, but some doubles are trash. Okay, but all I'm saying is that without that, he's 0 for 4. Mm-hmm. And he's bad, <laughs> and continues 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 to be bad. So you know, I he he's still hitting two thirteen. His OPS is six thirty six. 
Um, he had a, he had a strikeout last night, and the hits the hit was trash. That he didn't put anything, you know, he didn't barrel up that ball. It wasn't a real hit. So he's 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 getting the demotion from me. All right, that's fair. I want him off the team. I'm gonna question your demotions. I'm just gonna question the the you saying that maybe that should have been an error. I disagree with that, but no problem giving him a demotion. My first demotion, besides the obvious, and this is I feel bad saying this. He doesn't really deserve this. But he is on my fantasy team, and he is fucking me right now. He was 0 for 4 last night with two strikeouts. It's a little bit of a shift to the older dude that we all grew to not like. I'm going to give it Randy Randy Grishik. Now, look, love what he's done this year. Love where he's headed. Love the potential. He's getting a demotion for me. He was driving me crazy last night. And he was mm-hmm. fucking my fantasy. And look, sometimes fantasy comes into play with promotions and demotions. I don't want to have to pretend that it doesn't, but I'm going to expose the fact that it does. So he's my first demotion. Jacob, who's your second? Well, I think it's obvious. It's Jonathan <laughs> VR. He was what? <laughs> it's unbelievable that you can give someone a demotion going two for four with the exact same opposite field single. But when you open up the game with hitting an opposite field single to, you know, shallow left field, and you think, hmm, that looks like uh, an, a regular single. Let me just see if I could stretch that and do a double. It was hilarious. It was, I wasn't even mad. It, I, I could not be upset because it was so hilarious. Um, so, you know, if it was just that, uh, he might have gotten a star for me last night. But uh, he had a throwing error, and he got picked off at third when they were stealing second. He got picked off at third in the middle of putting on his sliding mitt. Mm -hmm. What in the fuck are you doing? There's so much dead time in baseball. Put your fucking sliding mitt on in some of that dead time. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a common option when you have a guy on third and a runner on first that the runner on first takes off to second the catcher has the option to throw to second the catcher has the option to fake a throw to second to see what the runner at third does catcher also has the option to gun it to third it's not like he blew anyone's mind by throwing it to third but he wasn't even ready for it and he's out by a long shot that's horrible to me yeah and so obviously he is my second demotion we don't need to talk too much about this but Anybody who saw that game, there's no question that he gets one of the demotions. It was one of the worst two for four games I've ever. Maybe I'm going to say it right now, it was the worst two for four game I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, it it was kind of astounding, and also everything, you know, seeing that text message or the the tweet rather from that guy who was reporting about the Marlins' point of view, saying that he didn't fit in with the culture there and that he was too reckless. <laughs> it's like we've got, we're getting a crash course in exactly everything that there is to VR. Well, it's like you've got night. all these young guys on the Blue Jays that are learning uh, things about the major leagues, and we're making a lot of base running errors, and we're making a lot of mental errors, maybe lack of focus errors. And so you bring on a veteran like VR, and you think, oh, maybe, maybe this veteran will show these guys the way. He made it worse. He, he's making it worse. Like, He's done things that none of these guys have done. Mm. I thought for some reason, uh, there, it seemed like there was something in the air, something with these players last night. I know I texted you. I feel like I think their minds were somewhere else. Like something happened around the team or like something was going on with their minds. They were thinking about they weren't like locked in 
on winning a baseball game, thinking about what do I need to do? What could happen to me? How could I get thrown out here? I mean, like it was odd. That, that probably happens all the time. They're human beings. They all have lives. Their lives can get complicated in an instant like any of ours can. I think one of the reasons these guys make millions of dollars is their ability to shut the, uh, turn the switch and play a baseball game. And, you know, maybe there was something going on with the team or with something and it affected yeah. them. But I don't know, like some pretty bad shit that we saw last night. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is kind of unrelated, but sort of related. Just a thought that I was having while watching the game last night. Just thinking about, like, how often we watch a guy and have no idea that he's hungover. Like, how oh, yeah. often baseball oh, yeah. players can be hungover at the game. It's like, such a weird thing, because I've, ne- I've never considered it or, like, even, like, looked at a guy to be like, huh, wonder if he's hungover. But oh, it man, must all happen the all the time. All the time. Like maybe less that now they're sort of stuck in their hotel rooms, but maybe more, you know, like maybe, yeah. maybe it's even worse now. Um, I think about that all the time uh, and you never know what's going on, but I mean, they can't just collectively be hung over, but you know, maybe Guriel's hung over, maybe VR's hung over. I don't know. It's a fair point, yeah. but still, I don't like, I'm not going to take it easy on him because he's hung over. No, I know. I'm just like thinking, you know, like maybe, maybe the, maybe they had like a little welcoming party. They finally kind of like <laughs> got into it with VR last night. I mean, even Biggio, Biggio was over four, you know. Yeah. Um, well, he's been bad. Gu- too, Guerrero man. wasn't playing. Gu- Vladdy was too hungover to play. <laughs> <laughs> I love that anyone else can be hungover, but his hangover is different than anybody else's. Like, no, no, he can't play. The swing he took I, I on had the some- first pitch he saw was pretty brutal. Yes, but I've been like wondering about him lately. Like, I don't know. I'm just like thinking about his life, thinking about him waking up in the morning. You know, just being like, I, whether he's by himself or not. Like, is is he with the like mother or mothers of his children? I know they're on the road right now, but like, just like what it's like to be Vladdy when he's not playing baseball. I'm just, just I don't imagine that. he has um, multiple mothers of his children hanging out with him on the road. I don't imagine he walks into his hotel room and it's just a gang of people, all that he's <laughs> related to and attached to with his children. But Jacob, is it is it time for for you to listen to a story? Yeah, I can't is it time wait for to you hear to it. listen to a story of a of a man watching. A team that he loves. Yeah, can you regale me <laughs> with the story of you watching the Blue Jays last night? I will regale I'm you. I'm have another drink as, as you as you tell me. You know, I, it's, I it's, love that, it's extra actually. thirsty. Yeah, that's so. I fucking love that you're gonna drink while I tell you a story. Is it clear to anybody else out there that Jacob and I just miss <sighs> being on stage and having people? Listen to us. <laughs> it's 10.40 a.m. What am I doing? <laughs> You're getting it done, baby. This is work. We're getting it done. Now, it is time for our segment. The Game Diary. Yeah. This whole thing starts with me on the couch waiting for a pizza delivery. My apartment smells like garbage, and even though it's consuming every thought I have, I do nothing as to check to why. I just start holding my gut fat with both my hands, and I can two-hand it now, so that's cute. I'm just holding it and saying, why? Why? How? But here we are, pizza on the way, and this Uber Eats delivery lady 
Oh my God. It looks like she was an Instagram ass model. Maybe her ass had implants or something. Oh my God. The, the game is about to start. We got Jays and Marlins. Ryu on the mound. Are ass plants really expensive? Are they common? Maybe she drives Uber Eats to pay for it. It was just really like... Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Joe Siddle's on the TV hammering on arrogantly about the Jays being the worst team in baseball hitting above 95 mile an hour fastballs. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Can you hit? <laughs> hey, Joe, can you hit one? You've got like 10 MLB at bats. Then I remember how many times I've ripped the Jays and I have no MLB at bats and now I have a two handed gut. The thing is, too, is that she had like a European accent. It's like Eastern European, and it's just, man, that was a lot. Why did Vogel back at DFA'd so quickly? It makes me feel like someone walked into the washroom after he shit and was like, yo, yo this yo, dude's got to go. Sixto Sanchez on the mound for the Marlins, and Buck Martinez mangled his name and gave him an entirely new last name, and it was never even acknowledged, but then Dan's voice went up two octaves with the discomfort. He fires he, he tops out at 100. VR hits a single, and he just keeps running, like when you're playing a video game, but you don't know how the controller works, and you're like, I don't know how to go back. Fuck. Looks like he'll fit right in, and then Guriel joins the fun by running halfway to second on a pass ball, stopping just to make sure the Marlins could get him, I guess, and then running back to first without even sliding. What is actually going on? And then VR makes a throwing error to second, and it's like, two. I'm trying to eat pizza and Google ass implants, and you're killing me here. And it wasn't completely fake, perhaps. It was just really well-formed. It's like too full and the rest of her body was just really thin. Anyway, Ryu is quite large. Why is no one saying that? He's wide and thick. And if you saw him in real life, you'd be like, whoa, who's this barn door? But then somehow he just makes it work. The Marlins put little effort into their stadium experience. They got no cardboard cutouts. Crowd noise sounds like a white noise machine that my nephew uses to sleep. Oh my God. VR is thrown out again with another base running mistake. He's leading off too far from third, and I barely even saw it because I was staring at my gut, wondering what specifically is different about it. And Dan just says, unbelievable. VR out. And I am whipping slices of pizza down my throat like it will silence the scream that wants to come out. There is not much along the lines of chewing, but ding dong. Oh. Oh, ding dong. Oh, who's at the door? Is it the Jehovah Witness? Should I answer it? Oh, it's a home run ball off the bat of Lourdes Guriel. Well, come on in, young man. It's two nothing, boys. And I am choking on bread. I tune out of the game and obsessively start focusing on my fantasy team meltdown. All my hitters are striking out and my pitchers aren't striking out anyone. And somehow this really embarrasses me. The Marlins score, fuck knows how, something to do with Garrett Cooper and John Birdie. It's now 2-1. VR's intimidation factor goes from 9 to 0 as soon as he takes his hat off. In comes AJ Cole, who I will undershoot at a 9 out of 10 hangover and looks like the guy you fight in the first level of Mike Tyson's punch-out. Pete Walker goes out to the mound to talk to Cole and I imagine him saying, Look man, are you drunk? Just tell me right now, because we need this game, and you smell drunk as fuck. Cole nods and says, yeah, yeah, it's wine 30, baby. He's fine. Pinch hit time for Vladdy. Here we go. Now I'm awake. My heart is actually racing, and I realize how much pressure that I put on Vladdy. He chops it up the middle, and he tears to first. He's out, but hey, nice hustle. 
Look, I'm just going to say this now. At this point, I start wondering what players would look like with their clothes off. And I fight it at first, and then I really let my imagination fly and feel like I'm accurately seeing what is there. And I don't want to get too into this, but here's my results. Starling Marte wins the battle by a landslide. It's like ding dong, ding dong. Oh, just trying to get into my house, but my swinging dick is mashing the doorbell. Ding dong. Incredible waistline, lean, ripped. I could go on. Rowdy. Yeah, it is what it is, but let's work on the back acne. Vladdy, now look, I'm going to leave this between he and I. Travis Shaw, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Honorable mentions go to Lewis Bronson and Teoscar. Keep up the good work. This game ends 2-1, baskets the save, Ryu the win, and I only got one question. Can you ask for a specific Uber Eats driver, or is that creepy? Has AJ Cole ever caught a gator, do you think? Uh... I mean, he has pet gators, so I would imagine that he's played with them and had to wrestle with them. I certainly don't think if you said, AJ Cole, go catch that gator, I don't think his heart rate would change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. I think, I think he'd relish the opportunity. Like He was just waiting for you to ask him to catch a gator. And I also have to say... I've said a lot of things about AJ Cole. I don't mean it in a bad way. He's been outstanding. Well, he's awesome. He's got like a 106 ERA. He's shut down. Love him. Just to say. He just might have the worst facial hair in Blue Jays history, though. Yeah, but I mean, if that's to what gets you to the 106, that's what gets you to the 106. You don't know until you grow it. Another question here for you before you get to me. <laughs> uh, about this ass plants, like, did you... Did this lady, like, when you saw, did you see a picture? Like, does her Uber Eats delivery picture? No, she rang like, the doorbell. Is it just doorbell. a picture of her ass she or something? She rang the doorbell. So I had to, some Uber Eats drivers just leave it on the ground, and some ring the doorbell, even though it clearly says, wait for them to leave, and you'll get yeah. notified when the food is there. But I've experienced many times where they're like, ding dong, ding dong. I'm like, okay, so I guess I'll get the door. I get the door and I like didn't breathe for 10 seconds. Wow. Yeah. So was she like, was she pretty as well or was it just the butt? I didn't pan up. <laughs> no. That, that, but she was, she was looking at you. You were, you were looking at her head just, on to begin with. You couldn't see the I'm ass, right? Yes. She was, she was pretty. I was really, it was the last thing I expected when the doorbell went off and you are expecting a food delivery from Uber Eats and you can say whatever you want about me judging Uber Eats drivers. I get Uber Eats all the time. I have a large breadth of experience on what I've come to know an Uber Eats driver to be. This was different. This was something was, different. Was she one of those ones where it's like this dude drives around and he's got a chick on the side and she has to do all the deliveries to the door from the car and she rides <laughs> in the passenger seat? I don't know. I didn't say, hey, are you safe? <laughs> are you okay uh i don't know i have no idea i i was just how much did you adjust your tip afterwards to give a bigger tip to try and like send a message no i, I didn't i didn't know like hey i was gonna give you 10 percent, but i gave you 15 percent, or hey i was gonna give you 15 give you 20 like that's i mean no you'd have to like i'd have to be like hey wait here and i'd go up to my tip drawer <laughs> get a hundred bucks and be like this is for you it was something else, man. It was really something else. And I, mm -hmm. I you know, have not stopped thinking about it. And here we are, 11 a.m. almost, and that was last night at 6.30. Wow. Yeah. 
I wonder if there's a way you can contact her, like after the fact. <laughs> I'm I'm sure she, if there is, she gets riddled with messages. <laughs> 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 I, I don't think that it would be viewed as a vulnerable, sweet outreach of connection. I think it would be like uh, add it to the pile of the numbers she sends to the police. Right. Okay. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Another one-run game for these boys. Right. Another goddamn is the same note every fucking time. The games feel the same. My question to start this off, we talked about this a little bit before, but I want you to take your fandom aside for a second if you can do that. And I want you to answer this question. When you watch this team, do you feel like you're watching a playoff team? Of course not. <laughs> but they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. This year, they wouldn't be if it was any other year. So that brings me to my next question. Does it feel, if they make the playoffs, if they are that eighth seed, you know, maybe seventh, who knows? If they are that eighth seed and they make it to the playoffs, does that feel cheap to you? No. It doesn't feel cheap. I mean, it's just the, the way the season is. You know, maybe by the end of this this series with the Red Sox, we're going to feel ecstatic again and we're going to feel like this is a playoff team because, you know, they can they can really, really mangle some some really bad relievers from from the, like, triple-A trash pile of Boston. Well, some really bad starters, too. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, I feel like we're a playoff team when we're playing triple-A trash, but um, it doesn't feel cheap to me. It, uh, I mean, the Marlins are in a playoff position, too, so that's just the way that the league is this season. Are you surprised by... And I know VR just got to the team, but Guriel did it last night too. Are you surprised that they keep making similar mental errors? Because you would imagine when you made them, when they made them, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, they were doing this. You'd imagine there was some tough conversations that were happening. You would imagine that um, it was made very clear what needs to be done. You would hope that that's what happened. You would hope that it was made very clear what needs to happen to win games. And now here we go again, and they're doing this all over again. I find it baffling. I've never seen anything like it. And I've seen some like ridiculously bad Blue Jays teams. And I'm not saying this team's worse than those teams, but in terms of their mental errors, holy shit. I, uh, it doesn't surprise me that it's not getting better because I don't think that's something that they're just like, oh, right. I sh You're totally right. I, I, I've been purposefully not having my head in the game. I think that's just the way that these some of these guys are, and we're not going to experience something different until we get different dudes. You know, you know, VR VR is not going to just suddenly stop making errors, stop stop playing the way he plays. I think Guriel's probably the same way. He's like, you know, he's 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 on the base. He's thinking like. How soon can I get this helmet off so I can let my hair go free and start seeing how high I can get it to the sky? You know, they, it's just the way these guys are, man. We can't change them. But so, but don't you think that VR would want to fit in or like want to ease his way into the team? Or do you think he's trying to impress people? Do you think he's trying to show them that, you know, he can take an extra base when people aren't expecting it and that he can teach these young kids something or here's what's special about me. I'm, I'm a great at stealing bases, yeah, I get caught stealing a lot, but watch when it when it's good, it's good, baby, and here we go. It feels like to me like you're living in an apartment and your roommate's like, hey, I got a friend coming over and uh, they're going to stay here. And you're like, oh, okay, they're going to stay here for the, for the week. 
And then you wake up the next day and you're like, uh, hey, so the, the guy that you said that could stay here shit in the living room and pissed all over the couch. It, it, it just feels like that's a horrible introduction to a player. It's like, why would you yeah. do that? Even if you thought you could just relax for a minute. Well, I think in this case, it's like saying you're, you, you, you're the guy who's, who's brought this guy over and you're telling your roommate, well, yeah, I'll tell him to stop. But like he does that once a month, <laughs> just so you know. Like, he doesn't try to. It's just like he can't help it. He, he's, got a, he's got an issue with his bowels and, and he shits in the living room. But do you think that's a known thing between organizations? Like there's just an abundancy of tape on guys that anybody who wants to acquire a player can look at moments like that? Or do you think it's up to the organizations when they talk back and forth? Like, tell me about Jonathan VR and the Marlins are like, look, sometimes he shits on the couch. Or do you think they're like, no, you know, I mean, he's a little reckless, but I think, uh, you know, he's always trying and he's fast. 60 stolen bases one year. Well, I think that they're trying to trade the guy. So exactly. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they're, they're probably not going to say anything. Yeah, it's going to leave it up to the Blue Jays to do their due diligence on a guy. Now, maybe we're making way too much of one game where he looked extremely bad. And like you said, maybe something was going on. Who knows? Yeah. Well, he made a he made an error in the first game, too. He did. Maybe maybe one, maybe something that could have been ruled as two errors. I, but it wasn't. It was only one error. But uh, yeah. he's made a pretty bad first impression. He's made a really bad first impression. And he could have made such a good first impression in his first game, you know, driving in a run. Yeah, he was 0 for 4, but he got the job done. He got an RBI. Yesterday, he's 2 for 4. If he stops at mm-hmm. first on that first single... Great, because they're batting him third. Back-to-back games, they're batting him third. Yes. I don't understand. I think Charlie's like just like more concerned about like some sort of consistency with the guys now, which is kind of astounding because it's never seemed like that before. And he's like, when Bo comes back, he's going to bat third. So I don't, I don't want to move anybody else around, around him. I got to have Biggio first, got to have Gritchick second. I'll move. I'll move VR when when Bo comes back, and the lineup will stay the way it is. Other than that, so I don't know. Like, maybe 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 you put Gurriel third. Maybe you you bring Vladdy back into third. I I don't know what what who who are you batting third right now? Vladdy. Yeah. Uh, so you're Charlie Montoyo. You got this uh, veteran acquisition of Jonathan VR on your team. He's played two games and he's bat third and now here we go to boston where is he in your lineup tonight uh maybe sixth i'm thinking somewhere around there that is is that strategic or is that a message that's just strategic it's not a message he wouldn't if i was charlie montoya he wouldn't have ever bat third to begin with so there wouldn't have ever been a different message sent to him well you've got an option of sitting him sitting him no no like i said man these guys like you can't change them well, I exactly. Really, I really so believe you can't that. change him. So he's just going to run recklessly. So that hurt the team. They could have lost the game last night based on that garbage, and they didn't, luckily. But if you can't change them, then if he's going to do that, why play him? Because he can hit two for four. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe he'll he'll steal one base for every one that he gets thrown out. And the bats are so cold right now. Yes. It's killing me. It's killing me not just in my fantasy. Yes, that's killing me. But it's just killing me as a viewing experience. Yes, the games are agonizing to watch right now. Here's a question for you. Are you ready okay. for this? I feel like you're going to answer this fast, but I want you to actually consider it. Okay. 
you have an option today. You're not allowed to Google anything. You're not allowed to do any research. You just have to answer this question right now. Right now, you have the opportunity to trade Nate Pearson for Sixto Sanchez. Why would I do that? Well, tell me what's so different about them from your eye test, from watching them pitch. Both throw missiles. T- They're both confident. They throw missiles. Uh, Nate's, Nate's got a history, I think, of throwing an even faster missile. Well, we haven't seen it. Right. Yeah, we have. You've seen him throw uh, 6 to like 99 last night. I've seen Nate throw 100. Okay, so you're, the one mile an hour is the game changer for you? Well, I've known that he's thrown 103 or 104 as well. You think Sixto couldn't do that if he was coming out of the bullpen in an all-star game? I don't know. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> I, know that, I know that Nate Pearson's a higher-ranked top 100 dude. I know, but that's, what I'm, that's just sort of what I'm digging around at. Like, okay. how much does that affect the way you view a player? It certainly affected the way we view Vladdy. certainly affects the way we view Pearson. And yeah. then when Sixto Sanchez, you watch him and you're like, oh, shit, this dude's good. And you're like, oh, why was he ranked so high? There must be something wrong with him. And maybe there is. But that's why I asked the question. Yeah. I, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I haven't, I haven't watched Sixto Sanchez kind of grow up in our organization, reading a news article about him every month yeah. and kind of following along, listening to interviews with him the way that I have with Nate Pearson, knowing what I know about how much – the obsession that Nate Pearson has with his work and trying to make himself better and using all of the technology, you know, thinking about his fitness and his, his health and his eating as much as I know he does. So to me, I'm just like, he's got the makeup of the kind of character of, of a worker that I want in my organization. And I don't sick, maybe Sixto Sanchez does, but I just don't know that. So I'm going to stick with the guy that I know. Sixto Despite Sanchez. the fact that Sixto's had a better debut to his major league career. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about Sixto, and I'm not saying I would choose him over Nate Pearson, but the thing I liked about him last night is that it seems like he's got a little Marcus Stroman in him. Seems like he can get under the skin of a team. It seems like he's got the confidence and the swagger to do that. And it's really nice when you've got a hundred too. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's got a sweet name as well. Oh, terrific name. Terrific Sixto. name. Yeah. Absolutely. 6-T-O. The 6-T-O. What could you oh, do with that? wow. What wow. could you do with that? Let's, let's make a trade. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to end it, but we're going to say the Blue Jays, five games in Boston coming up because they got a double header tomorrow. We got Taiwan Walker on the mound tonight making his second Blue Jays start. Give me a prediction of their record after, not their total record, just their record within these five games. I think it'll be three and two. I think we'll win one more than we lose. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go five and oh. <laughs> Fuck it. I got a bunch of Glenn livid in my gut. Let's go five and oh. I'm saying four and right. one. Four and one. Thursday Thursday is getting out of hand. And Ooh, baby. was the uh, end of underdogs. Oh my God. On that note, on your, well, let's lowball it at fourth swig of Glenn Livet. I'm about to go off and get some dental surgery done where I probably make the man doing the surgery intoxicated just on my breath. We will see you all tomorrow and talk about Taiwan Walker and the Blue Jays in Boston. Have a good, thirsty Thursday, everybody. 